This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. Quiet, please. Our service is about to begin. Today's service is dedicated to the life and memory of Charles Edward McCool Jr.
Please rise as you are able.
In the name of God the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace and peace to you from God. May God fill you with truth and joy. Let us pray. Through dreams and visions, O God, you broaden the horizon and hope of your people, that they may discover the meaning of your covenant, even in the midst of trial and exile. Increase the number of those who believe in your word, so that all people may joyfully respond to your call and share in your promises. Amen. Remain standing, please, for our, so we confess our sins. Merciful God, we have sinned in what we have thought and said, in the wrong we have done, and in the good we have not done. We have sinned in ignorance, we have sinned in weakness, we have sinned through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry. We repent and turn to you. Forgive us for our Savior Christ's sake, and renew our lives to the glory of your name. Amen. Through the cross of Christ, God have mercy on you, pardon you, and set you free. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. God strengthen you in all goodness and keep you in life eternal. Amen. All right, be seated, please. A reading from the book of Genesis. The same night he got up and took his two wives, his two maids, and his eleven children and crossed the ford of the, of the Jabuk, Jabok. He took them and sent them across the stream and likewise everything that he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day is breaking. <clears throat> but Jacob said, <clears throat> Excuse me. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven, you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Penuel, saying, for I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him as he passed Penuel, limping because of his hip. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. I am speaking the truth. In Christ I am not lying. My conscience confirms it by the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my own people. My kindred my kindred according to the flesh. They are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the, of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and from them according to the flesh comes the Messiah, who is over all. God, bless for, God blessed forever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please rise as you are able.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Now, when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was uh, when it was when it was evening, the disciples came to him. And said, this, there's, this, is a de- this is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples And the disciples gave them to the crowds, and all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. The true gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord, the word, the light. Okay, be seated, please. So I say good afternoon to you. What a year this has been. We are social creatures, so it's no surprise that COVID-19 fatigue has set in for so many of us. We humans are wired to come together physically, but social distancing has just made that nearly impossible. Now, obviously, there is no playbook for COVID-19. There is no guideline that explains how isolation should be done, how hospitals should be prepared, or what we can expect when and if things start to go back to normal. The truth is, much of what we are doing in is unscripted, unknowable, and uncertain. And that, it turns out, is creating a great deal of anxiety, fear, and even depression for Americans. A lot of folks have been telling me that they feel kind of, a kind of emptiness inside. It's as if perhaps many of us are grieving what we have lost. The ability to have backyard cookouts with our friends, get-togethers at church, in-person worship, or even being able to go out to eat or grab a cup of coffee with a friend. Others are struggling to piece together money to pay bills, or they're worried about their health and safety, or that of everyone in their house. Today, Americans are reporting more symptoms and signs of depression, anxiety, and fear than historic norms. It's easy to feel lonely when so many people are staying close to home, avoiding gatherings, and many businesses are shuttered. Social connection is essential to our well-being. And prolonged isolation can increase the risk of depression and anxiety and emptiness, as we are now seeing in these uncharted times. But that doesn't mean we just throw up our hands and give up. What it does mean is that it's time to start doing something about it. This afternoon's Gospel lesson from Matthew is the only miracle, aside from from the uh, resurrection, that is included in all four Gospels. 
this should tell us something about its importance. One of the things I like best about the feeding of the 5,000 is that this miracle captures Jesus' concern for both the material and spiritual needs of the people. In this story, Jesus heals the sick, encourages people when they are sad, and when they are hungry, he feeds them. And the key word that holds all this together is compassion. Jesus saw a crowd and he had compassion on them. Of all the descriptions of how Jesus views us, that is my favorite by far. In the Gospels, we are told that Jesus had compassion on folks before he healed them. Compassion for sinners, for the lost, for the lonely, for the sad. And when he was traveling through the different villages, we are told that he had compassion on the people because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. That is who our Savior is. That is what our God is like. The verb to have compassion is always evoked by a need that Jesus sees. Jesus is very observant. He looks at the crowds with a heart sensitive to their needs. And what Jesus sees is the helplessness of people. And that touches him deeply. He feels compassion. He's moved to help people and to teach his disciples the great necessity of really seeing people and having compassion for them. Compassion is a feeling. And like many feelings, it's not something we can just decide to have. It comes as a reaction to something. I personally believe that our capacity to have compassion is shaped by how we look at others. It's a way in which we are able to identify with people. And it seems to me that this empathetic identification with others begins when we listen well to the other person. And this is what Jesus did and does. I mean, to hear someone is one thing. To really listen is to hear and also to appreciate where someone else stands, how someone else feels, how someone else thinks. It's a means by which we take another person seriously and thus give them dignity. We can't have compassion unless we enter into another person's life by identifying with them. And that is what Jesus does. It is also what we, as Jesus' followers, followers, are called to do as well. And when we do this, it helps to fill our empty spaces. Our gospel passage this afternoon starts in the middle of something else that is going on. What do I mean by that? Well, just look at verse 13 where we began. It says, when Jesus heard what had happened, when Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. What has Jesus just heard? King Herod has executed Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist. He has been beheaded as a party favor for Herod's daughter. It's no wonder Jesus needed some time alone to pray and grieve. But Jesus is not the only one to hear the gruesome news. We are told the crowds have also heard about John's murder. And so the people are understandably frightened and are seeking after Jesus for both comfort and guidance. Thus, while Jesus is out in a boat on the sea, they follow him on foot from the shore. And so when Jesus brings his boat to shore, he sees this huge crowd of people. He sees their grief. He sees their fear. He sees their longing for hope and a word of encouragement. He sees their emptiness and he has compassion on them. 
He knows and identifies with what they are feeling, and he reaches out and heals their sick. He spends the day in conversations with them, and the night begins to fall. And this is when the disciples come to Jesus with a genuine concern that the people need to leave in order to avoid the problem of being stuck on the road in the dark with no food. They didn't have street lights then. This is a remote place, they say. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. But Jesus takes a different approach. They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And in calling on his disciples to get involved in this temporary refugee problem, Jesus makes clear his expectation for us, as his disciples, is to tap into his compassion in order to make good things happen. And in doing so, Jesus is entrusting us to be a part of the miracles of God. Now, that's pretty amazing to say, to say the least. One of the awesome things about this story in Matthew chapter 14 is that it captures the way Jesus challenges us to address a problem and not ignore it. Now, the disciples were shocked by what Jesus was suggesting, but that's because the disciples were approaching this situation with the theology of scarcity rather than a theology of plenty. Ever, ever find yourself thinking like this? We don't have enough. We can't do this. It's out of the question. We have only five loaves of bread and two fish. But Jesus wants us to think not in terms of what we don't have, but rather in terms of what God has given us. And that's a theology of plenty. And this is important to remember, especially during this time of COVID-19. What has God entrusted us with, even in times such as these? We still have our church. We still have resources. There are means by which we can grow in our relationship with God and other people, even if we are socially isolating. We just have to look at things through the eyes of Christ. Easier said than done, right? There are plenty of volunteer opportunities here at the church of which we can become a part. Although the event will be much different this year, the walk to end Alzheimer's is quickly approaching and our group will be participating in the walk for the sixth year in a row. This year is especially important to me seeing as my grandmother lost her battle with Alzheimer's just last December. We always have room for more team members. And if you can't be around other people during this time, you can come to the building and clean and arrange the church when no one else is in the building or during the daytime when it's usually just me here. We need people who will, will, uh, will help uh, with putting together the program and to help on the AV team. We need this desperately. Some of this you could possibly do from home. You know, it is when we are sharing in God's work that life becomes meaningful. And we can do this even as we, are, even as we socially isolate. And for that, I am so grateful. How about you? I think the message God is giving us in our gospel lesson for this afternoon is that if we will embrace a challenge, bringing forward what we have, no matter how little, then God will do the rest. And what God does with what we offer him is always more than sufficient to get the job done. You know, this story is a sharp reminder to us that we, as individual Christians, must never be so wrapped up in our own problems and concerns that we withdraw from the world and refuse to be a part of the ministry of Jesus Christ, which is providing help, love, and support when others are in need. Left alone, we can easily think like the disciples and say, send them away. They are not our concern. They aren't our problem. But this is not an attitude our Lord will accept. He instead 
calls us to be generous and to share. The story is a clear call for us to be a compassionate people which hears and listens to the cries of people and responds to their needs. And the needs are so great. People, people are hungering all around us. They are hungering for a deeper connection with God and each other. They are hungering for purpose and meaning. They are hungering for hope. Many are hungering quite literally for their next meal. And our task is to share what we have been given, our talents, our money, our compassion, our love, our time. We are to share what we have been given, trusting that it is enough. We are to share freely, wildly, irrationally with others, expecting that God will take our limited resources and turn them into a feast to serve thousands. The feeding of the 5,000 isn't some kind of spectacle to enlarge Jesus' fame and popularity among the people. Rather, it is an insistence by God that we, Jesus' followers, distinguish ourselves by our love, our compassion, our resourcefulness, our generosity, and our faith. We are called to have the compassion of Christ. And this is what fills our empty spaces, along with filling the empty spaces of the world. Today, even though we are living in desperate and lonely times, we are called to learn what it means to follow Jesus. What an opportunity we have. What grace Christ offers. What more could we need or ask for? This is a great time to be alive. Jesus had suffered the loss of his cousin, John the Baptist. But instead of focusing on himself and what he lost, Jesus looked outward toward the crowd. And that is where we find true freedom. When we think of the needs of others before ourselves, we are called to compassion. We are called to be men and women for others. Atque Ali. The crowds are starving for love, for hope, for meaning, for God. Jesus says to you, Jesus says to me, don't send them away. You give them something to eat. Amen. Let us rise and profess our creed. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven, the universe, and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, God of God, light of light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, being of one with the Father, by whom all things were made. He came down from heaven for our salvation. He was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man. He was crucified for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered greatly, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, whose kingdom shall have no end. He shall come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead. We believe that our ongoing journey following the path he laid for us will lead us to his eternal embrace. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken and speaks through the prophets. We believe in the sacred coalition of Christian and apostolic churches who together rightly praise and glorify him. We acknowledge holy Christian baptism for the forgiveness of sins. 
We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world and universe to come. Amen. Be seated, please. God of mercy and healing, you hear the cries of those in need. Receive these petitions of your people that all who are troubled may know peace, comfort, and courage. For the church, that we may welcome all who hunger for meaning and purpose into our assembly where they can be nourished by the word of God and the bread of life. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For grace to trust that we may recognize that nothing can separate us from the love of God and rely upon God through, the, through all the challenges of life. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For a spirit of awe and wonder that we may recognize God's generosity who abundantly blesses us and fulfills all our needs. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer for fuller gratitude, that we may appreciate all the gifts which God has given us and freely share them with all who are in need. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For the members of Congress, that God will open a new understanding of the issues that, face that, that they face and help them to work together to serve those who are most in need. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For all parents and students as the school year approaches, that God will give them wisdom and insight as they review their options and choose the best way to uh, learning this year. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who are seeking employment, that God will give them courage, open new opportunities for them, guide them to settings where their gifts can be fully utilized. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For peace, that God will transform hearts so that violence may end and dialogue expanded in areas of conflict throughout the world. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For an end to the coronavirus and a healing of our bodies and our world. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who are ill, especially for Molly and Jim Phelan and Aunt Patsy McCool Barton, that God will heal them in body, mind, and spirit, restore them as they can, so that they can be a blessing to others and share fully in the life of the community. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For all who have died, that their souls be at peace in his internal embrace, and that those left behind will receive the blessing of our Father's presence to comfort them. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. We bring you our personal intercessions in the silence of our thoughts. We pray to the Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. Life-giving God, heal our lives that we may acknowledge your wonderful deeds and offer you thanks from generation to generation through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. We give thanks for all we have received, O God, gifts of love and time, money and abilities into these bowls and into this place. We turn a portion of these gifts. Bless those who receive them just as we are blessed in the act of sharing them, amen. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas.
using the wine we offer in the fruit of the vine. We offer not only our gifts, compassionate God, but our time, so we might spend more moments with the lonely, our words so the voiceless might be healed, our hands that the hungry might be fed, our hearts so that the rejected might, have, might find a home. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. All rise, please. May God be with you. May God also be with you. People of God, open your hearts. Open up your hearts. We open them to God and, our, and one another. People of God, give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks to the one who offered us life filled with grace. When we were children, running footloose through the grace, you loved us, tender God, dappling the night skies with the bright stars of morning, teaching us to walk the paths of that first dawn, telling us of your dreams for all you created. When in our hurry to greet you, we fell, skinning our knees, you lifted us up in your arms, holding us to your cheeks, wet with joy. When we missed your calling us to wash up for dinner, you came and found us, taking us by the hand to feed us from Eden's abundance. But when we grew up, we knew more than you, turning to the idols of wealth and power who promised to serve us even as they shackled us, giving ourselves over to anxiety's sweet caress. Yet you, our God, you are God, not a foolish human. You remain in our midst, not to punish or destroy, but to reach out and bring us home to your heart. Therefore, we joyfully lift our voices with those who have gone before us and those who stand beside us, singing our praise for your great love. Holy, holy, holy are you, God of steadfast love. All creation thanks you for your wonderful works. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes to lead us by a straight way. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, God of infinite tenderness, and blessed is Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord and Savior. Breaking the enslaving bonds of sin, he binds our wounds with cords of compassion walking with us when we had lost our way. He shows us the path to the kingdom. Stripping himself of glory and honor, he clothes us in the new life of faith. Leaving aside his equality with you, he became one of us, so we might be one with you. Remembering that you did not give up on us 
or hand us over to sin and death, but showered us with your mercy in Christ Jesus. We take the bread of life and the cup of grace and joyfully celebrate that mystery we call faith. Christ died, his life hidden in God. Christ was raised to be seated by God's side. Christ will come again that we might be revealed with him in glory. Be seated, please. <clears throat> Compassionate God, pour out your gracious spirit, your gracious spirit on us and on these your simple gifts. Fill us with the broken bread that we might be made whole. Touch our parched lips with the, with the cup of salvation so that we might proclaim your gospel. Then send us forth, our hearts recoiling at the oppression suffered by our sisters and brothers, our hands willing to build shelter for those cast out by the world, our arms surrounding the lost and the least in the embrace of common humanity. For on the night that he was betrayed, he himself took the bread. And giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. when we are clothed with our new self, when we are united with our sisters and brothers gathered around the table of glory, we will sing our praises to you forever, God and community, holy in one, as you satisfy the thirsty with your grace and fill the hungry with your love. Amen. Let us rise and pray the way that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not let us fall into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Graciously grant this humble church peace and unity if it is your will. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. Let us offer each other a non-contact sign of peace. Wave at you. Peace be with you. All right, be seated. As always, we celebrate communion in the way of Jesus Christ. All are welcome to share in this celebration. No one is excluded. We humbly thank our Lord Jesus Christ for this gift that we share today and pray it strengthens our bonds as Christians and as men and women for others. Amen. to those who receive it. May the receiving of the bread and cup of life, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy for me, be protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. 
bread of life, keep me safe for eternal life. Give me the cup of life, keep me safe for eternal life. given us to us given to us in time may be our healing for eternity
pray. God, beyond all seeing and knowing, we meet you in the night of change and crisis and wrestle with you in the darkness of doubt. Give us the will and spirit to live faithfully and love as we are loved. Amen. Be seated, please, for the announcements. Everybody's favorite part of the service, the announcements. Don't you agree? <laughs> okay. Let's see if we're going to get graphics this time. Yeah, there they are. All right. Let's try and make this short and sweet here, guys. Pray at DallasULC.com. Pray at DallasULC.com. Let's try that one more time. Pray at DallasULC.com. Uh, that's an email address that you need if you have a request for prayer. We pray every day here at Dallas, Dallas Universal Life Church. If you have any requests for prayer, please send us an email to that address, and you can choose to remain anonymous or leave us your name, uh, and we'd be glad to pray for your request. Okay. You know, you can make a difference one way or another. We all volunteer here at Dallas, Dallas Universal Life Chess. None of, us, none of us take a paycheck. This is a purely volunteer organization. So every dime that we have come in it goes directly to the running of the church, the running of our charity, the running of our, of our outreach. Um, and we cannot make it without your donations. Uh, I know this is tough times. I know COVID-19 has put a strain on everybody, and I know the job situations are rough out there. Believe me, we're all feeling it. But if anybody out there can find it in their heart to help us with a donation to help our church keep going, to help keep the doors open, we would greatly appreciate it. If you like what you're hearing here, if you like what you're seeing here, if you believe in our message, please consider offering a donation. Uh, and it's very, very, very easy to do. Um, you just go to DallasULC.com and click on giving. It's fully tax deductible. Um, all the information is provided there. It's done through PayPal, so it's, it's safe. Um, it's also a place where you can do your tithing. For those of you who aren't making it to church right now because you are social distancing, you could do your weekly tithing there as well. Okay, but we do ask your help. Um, these are desperate times for all of us, and we need to try and keep our doors open, and the only way we can do that is with your help. Thank you. Now, you might say, well, you know, Bishop, I don't have any money. I don't have any money, I mean, but I, I want to support the church. Well, that's easy enough. You can come volunteer. That's what I do. That's what everybody else does here. We volunteer, and it's a great way to get to know people. It's a great way to get involved in the church, and all you got to do is, is sign up with me, or you can uh, go to, uh, again, DallasULC.com and click on the volunteer page. There will be a list of all of the volunteer positions we have available. If you don't find something you, you like there, that's okay. Come on in anyway. I'm sure you have some insight as to what we might need as well. Uh, we could always use more help. Always use more help. So please consider volunteering. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. For very important uh, reasons to contact us, and you can contact us by feedback. Go to feedback at dallasulc.com. That's an email address. Feedback at DallasULC.com. If you have a compliment, concern, suggestion, or complaint, simply email us at feedback at DallasULC.com. Did you know we had a podcast? Can you believe we have a podcast? Nobody ever knows we have a podcast. I think you do know. All right. I got to find a new feel here. All right, guys. Um, if you haven't checked out our podcast yet, please go check it out. Uh, like I say every week, it's different hearing the podcast on, on our uh, on the podcast station rather than watching it on YouTube or even being here in person. It's just different. Um, I think you'll enjoy it if you go check it out. It's a nice way to uh, also, uh, you know, you don't have to really watch anything. You can be jogging and have our podcast on your, in your iPad, I, I, iPhones or I, what are they called? I, iPods? What are they in the, in the ear? The serial things. Um, earphones? You know, the, the, the I ones, the Apple ones, they're 
I don't know. I, I thought they were I, I, I something, but they're not. They're like just ear pods or something. I don't know. I'm really up with the times, aren't I? Um, you can listen on your earphones. Uh, you can also be on the, on the train or the bus going to work or coming home from work and listen to our podcast. It's just kind of a way to kind of let go and, and maybe just absorb it a different way and maybe catch some different things than just watching it on video. Now, you might ask, well, how do I get to your podcast, Bishop? Well, that's very easy. You just go to your favorite search engine. That's Google or MSN or one of those and type in your path with Bishop Mark. That's your path with Bishop Mark. If you don't like going in that way, there's always another way to go. You can go to one of our favorite search providers or for our favorite um, uh, providers of, uh, okay. of podcasts. <laughs> Thank you. And that is Anchor, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Radio Public, Apple Podcast, Overcast, Castbox, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and TuneIn. That's just a few of the ones that do host us. Right, now. actually, our host is Anchor. That's our official host. But these other guys, they broadcast us for free. So I mean, thank you very much for that. Every week they broadcast us for free, and we appreciate that greatly. Getting out to you out there in in, in the podcast world. Okay. How long do you think that video lasted? How long? Pretty close. It's a little over 20 seconds. And why do I do it for 20 seconds? That's how long you're supposed to walk in. That's right. Very good. You've been listening. Folks, I, I'm not going to go into it real heavily this week, but look, um, things have started to subside a little bit. The numbers have come down just the slightest bit. Um, but listen to me. Total cases in the United States as of today, 4 million. 542,579. <clears throat> Total deaths in the USA as of today, 152,870. See if I can read this one. In Texas, total cases. Is that right? Wow. I know Texas surpassed New York uh, in cases this week. Uh, Texas, 420,000. 946 total cases. Cases in the last seven days in Texas, 51,120. Deaths. Um, see, I don't have it that way here. But it's deaths per 100,000 people is 23, which is a lot. It's a lot. So, why do I do this video? Because I want you to wash your hands. You wash your hands when you come out of the bathroom. I want you to wash your hands when you're going to eat, when you're coming back from eating, when you're petting the dog, when you're coming in from outside, when you're doing whatever. Wash your hands multiple times a day and quit touching your face. That's all there is to it. If we all do this and we all agree to do this together, this will slow and hopefully stop this epidemic, this pandemic. Something as simple as washing our hands can save the lives of, <laughs> of hundreds of thousands of people. 152,870 people have died in the United States alone from the coronavirus. Wash your hands for 20 seconds at least every time you do it. Soap and water. Use hand sanitizer if you have it. That's all there is to it. I'm ready for some sort of normalcy back in our lives, in our churches, in our world. 
And it may not be exactly what it was, but at least it will be something better than it is today. I'm ready to hold hands with my congregants again and sing, I love you, Lord. I'm ready to hug my congregants again. This is ridiculous. We are a social people, like I said in our, in our sermon today. We've got to be able to be social people, and this is not the way to do it. Okay? All right. Let us rise for our dismissal. Go with God to offer life to those around you. Gather up the broken to offer them healing. Go with Jesus to wrap people in hope. Go out, reach out to feed the hungry and shelter the homeless. Go with the Spirit to love all those in your midst who have been forgotten. Take them in your arms and welcome them to your hearts. Only after you wash your hands. <laughs> May the blessing of Almighty God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go now in peace to love and serve God. Amen. We go in the name of Christ.